Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I am super excited today because it is the first episode, the first where I'm actually recording the podcast. Several people let me know that they wanted to see my visuals, people that I work with, because they said that I make faces, I have expressions, I do a really good job of delivering visually as well. So I said, hmm, I'll try and see what it's like. So this is the first episode of me doing that. So, and if you are listening and you want to see my visuals, all you have to do is go to YouTube, type in my name, Jared Huff, and you will find the visuals of me. But moving on, today's episode is called Don't Go Around Me. When I was a director, that used to drive me crazy is when staff and families will go around me. It just, I just despise it. I just don't like it. So I'm actually gonna break it down into staff and family. So when staff goes around me, that shit pisses me off. And the reason why is because usually it's, they don't like the answer that I'm gonna give, but I'm gonna rewind for, for you know, new directors or old directors that aren't the best. Um, your staff can go around you for two reasons. One, because you're negative. And that means either they're scared of you or they're afraid of confrontation from you. And you should never ever lead your school out of fear. Trying to get respect can create fear, but that means you're going about it wrong because your staff should always respect you, but they should not fear you. When I was a director and even now, no one fears me because I've made sure that I present myself in a way that's always warm, that's always um, inviting. No one is scared of me at all. Now, people respect me and they may be afraid of what I'm going to say because it is what it is. I said it, but it's never demeaning, it's never said in a way to make people scared of me. And even people that avoid confrontation that's an issue on you as well because you have to create a culture and environment within your school that allows them to come to you they have to feel comfortable have you created that environment so that it is comfortable for them to come and talk to you so either way it falls back on you as a leader to say hey i need to change the way that i'm doing this so that no one's going around me because they're scared of me but moving on like i said from The other reason why they used to go around me was, and I call it positive, is because of my expectations. And if you've listened to other episodes, I have spoken about expectations 900,000 times. I believe in clear expectations. I believe in what I say is what I say. Um, I said what I said is not going to change. And people don't like that sometimes, and they try to go and get an answer from somebody else. Don't do that. Don't do, do not do that. And what bothers me most about that is when someone does that, it always comes back to me. Like, you can't go complain to me 
uh, to somebody above me, to a supervisor, to a boss, and don't think that that boss is not going to come back and tell me. And they're not telling me, I hope they're not telling, you know, telling me to be messy. They're telling me so that there's an issue within my school and I need to fix it. Even when it's anonymous, I still can figure, figure it out through context clues. I can still put things together to say, yeah, I know who that is because this sounds like something they would say, or they said this, or we had this conversation. You can always figure it out. So either way, it's always best for people to come to you. But once again, you got to create that climate. The only time I don't mind, the only time I didn't mind was if it was an HR question that I didn't know or I couldn't help with and they would go directly to HR. That I got, I, I totally understand that. The only thing that bothered me still about that was if I was pulled into the loop later and I'm still like, huh, Like, what are we talking about? Um, just kind of give me a little bit of insight so when you do go, I'm like, okay, I, I know what it is because I don't like being blindsided. But even now as a leader, as a, as a corporate leader that I am now, I hate when staff goes around their director. It triggers me and it takes me back to that place that I don't like. Like for example, I had a teacher reach out to me. I'm thinking something's wrong. He's calling, he's emailing. I'm like, okay, let me get back to him. What's going on? And he says, so Mr. Jarek, I have an issue with my schedule, sir. I don't make schedules. I'm not even in your school. I don't work in your school. Why do you think that I can help you with your daily schedule? I don't understand. And my rebuttal was, that's something you need to speak to your director about. And then I, we got off the phone and then I actually called his director and said, hey, just so you know, so-and-so called me and told me they had an issue with their schedule. and the conversation went oh yeah he already talked to me about it and he didn't like it i said well he tried me so he's upset now because i told him that he needed to talk to you about it things like that i don't like um it's just it's just sad and just a little mm, it's just sad but now i will totally understand if you went around your director or when i was a director if you went around me if i did something to you if I did something directly to you and it didn't sit right with you, then you go around me. I, I get that. Um, because you can't go to your abuser and ask for help. <laughs> I definitely get that. So that makes sense. But outside of that, when staff does that, mm -mm, don't, don't do that. that don't. J just don't. Now, when it comes to families, it's a little different because I used to hate when I would get calls from corporate and then I'm confused. Um, and someone could be complaining about something and I'm and what really really would bother me is if I had just seen that family and had a conversation with them I'm like hey how's the day going how's everything and everything was great it was wonderful and all of a sudden I get a random complaint from this family and I'm like what the hell I just talked to them 40 minutes ago and they said nothing now that shit pisses me off you could have had that conversation with me but it's almost the same thing as um confrontation as well because they could be afraid of confrontation or they can be afraid of retaliation and I did actually used to have that as a lot when I was a director it wasn't against me it would be families coming to me and saying hey Mr. Jarek I wanted to talk to you about this but please don't let the teacher know because I don't want them to retaliate against my child which I get that I, I get the concept 
but the fact that somebody is going to retaliate against a child says a lot either i have a horrible staff and i need to you know change them out or that's just the kind of life that you live and you need to change the way that you live your life either or bothers me but i kind of understand that even in my role now um as a corporate leader i don't get a whole lot of calls um i mean i get calls but i don't get a whole bunch but my staff knows to not blindside me as i told you earlier i don't like being blindsided by things and if there's an issue and i know a family is going to call me a family member is going to call me they always give me heads up real quick so i understand the context in which it's coming um, but if someone just calls me out of the clear blue we're not doing that because you have to speak with your director first and sometimes they may call with a complaint and I listen, I go, I totally understand where you're coming from. Have you spoke with so-and-so, meaning your director, have you spoke with so-and-so yet? No, I haven't talked to them, got you. So that's actually something that's dealt with in-house. So I'm actually gonna reach out to your director and let them know that me and you had this conversation and then they can actually reach out to you so you um, can get more information from them because I'm not there all the time. It, it's that, People have this, I just need to speak to your manager mentality, and I don't play that shit. Like, you need to go up the way, and if it's not resolved the way that it needs to be resolved, then it comes to me. But just don't skip over everybody. Just don't skip over your director, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you come to me with a problem. I don't do that. No, we, we don't do that. Don't go around your director, whether you're a staff, family member, whatever it is. Just don't do that shit. And on that note, we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best practices for high quality preschool, after school and enrichment programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families and communities. Best Practices for High-Quality Preschool, After-School, and Enrichment Programs by Jared Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. So, how do you have effective staff meetings? I'm not actually even going to get into the details of that. I'm just going to give you a few pointers. One, nothing frustrates staff members more than when the director is late. Now, you want to see someone not respect you? Be late to your own meeting. Directors, don't do that. Leaders, don't do that. Don't be late. I am old school, so I believe in the saying, to be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, and to be late, you are gone. That's how I am. Don't waste my time. If I'm coming to a meeting, that shit better start on time, because I don't believe in things starting late. Don't waste my time because time is money and it, if you don't see that then there's a problem because my time can be spent working on retaining a family my time can be spent on um, enrolling a family whatever it is you're wasting my time I could be doing other things you know what I could be sitting at home watching Maury it doesn't matter it's my time and you don't have a right to waste my time but anyways um, that was a little off topic but don't be late for a meeting and when you are having a meeting, you should be expecting for everyone else to be on time and to be present and ready to go for the meeting. One thing that bothers me sometimes with meetings is that sometimes people have meetings just to have them and they don't serve a purpose. Even with my, um, with my job now, 
Um, with my directors, I do bi-weekly meetings. And the reason why I do bi-weekly meetings is because we used to do weekly meetings. And then I start finding them, they were unproductive. After the first two minutes, I've said what I had to say. It was more like we were just shooting the breeze. Like, so what's going on at your school? What you? Which my thing is I already knew. And if you all want to talk to each other, you all can talk to each other offline. Like, it just became unproductive. So I started doing them bi-weekly because I didn't want to do them just to have them. I wanted them to be clear, um, concise, and there was a reason for it, which goes into my next um, tip is to have a vision um, of your desired outcome. Like, what is the purpose of the meeting? What do you want them to um, do with the meeting? Like, why are you doing it? I just, what is the outcome? Like, what are you trying to get accomplished? If it's just a meeting and it's just full rambles, yeah, everything's going to be lost and, and it's just a, it's just not an effective meeting and don't do that. And remember, as the director, as the leader, you set the tone because if you are humorless, don't expect anyone to laugh. I am full of humor or I try to be. I'm witty at times, majority of the times. I'm a little sarcastic. I ask rhetorical questions a lot because I do try to create an environment that is lighthearted. Um, that way people receive the information that I give them a little easier. That is how I do it, but I'm never humorless. So I'm always creating a situation that's fun and tries to make people laugh. Because if I was to frown, I'm pretty sure everyone else is gonna be frowning as well. And dear directors, if you snap at a member, if you snap at one of your staff members, please be prepared for them to snap back at you. Don't put anything out there that you don't want to come back to you that goes back to the respect thing that I was talking about. If you're going to get nasty with somebody and you can't get upset when they get nasty back with you, I mean, it is what it is. Now, let's say you're saying something and it makes somebody uncomfortable, then that's one of those as a leader, you will step in and say, I totally get where you're coming from. Actually, let's talk about this after the meeting. You're going to park a lot that shit and you're going to keep it going because you have to be able to know how to have a, conduct, a conductive meeting. You have to establish the norms, your expected behavior, and how to manage time and the outcomes in your meeting. This is an essential thing that every director needs to know because you should be having staff meetings or quad meetings or even one-on-ones. Whatever it is that you're having, you have to know how to have a meeting. Like I said, I'm not going to go into the details of creating agendas and what the agenda looks like and how long it is and timing it out. And that's a whole nother conversation. This is just general tips on how to have an effective staff meeting. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center Program and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. I did a blog post about a year ago and it's called Self-Reflection as a Developmental Tool for Leaders. And it's probably one of my favorite blog posts that I did. Um, the reason why I really liked it or the reason why I really enjoy it is because 
anyone that has worked with me knows that I am all about self-reflection. And the only way to get better as a leader, as a director, is to self-reflect. I even have my directors now do weekly self-reflections to be able to look at the work that they've done this week and any problems that they may have had and how we're going to move forward. You need to be able to look back at your day, your week, your month, your year, whatever it may be to be able to get better. Because it's a multi-step process for any leader. It's not just an easy thing. It really requires a lot of work. And on this post, I ask questions like, um, are you genuine with yourself? Like, do you really understand what that means? And um, are there things outside of your control? Do they give you anxiety? Like, I ask several questions. It's a really good read and probably, like I said, one of my favorites. So go to www.jerichuff.com where you can actually read that blog post. But other than that, I want you guys to have a fantastic week. I want you all to um, create environments that people don't have to go around you where they feel comfortable speaking with you. And if they do go around you because they don't like your answer, there's nothing you really can do about that one. Just establish, don't do that again. Um, that's about all that you can really do. Um, if you're going to have a meeting this week or planning on, one on planning one in the future, make sure that it's effective using what I said to do and don't waste people's time and don't be late to your meetings. And other than that, <laughs> have a good week and talk to you soon. Bye. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.